I'm so happy to have a very special woman, extremely talented pianist on the phone, Donna A. Ablasse, who's the director of Music Vision Studio, and she teaches piano uh, theory and composition. She uh, she is has a degree in piano performance, and she's been doing that for over 15 years. Plus, she's contributed to the film industry, and her work's been featured in uh, international radio broadcast, and you have so many nice recognitions from the Global Music Awards, the Prestige Music Awards, and I know uh, nominated for HMMA and many others. So, um, and you have you work um, all over. You've worked with so many composers too, and musicians that live all over Europe, Middle East, and India too. So, I know you were recently in France and spent time there. So, I'm so happy to connect with you. How are you doing today? I'm really well, and I'm extremely happy to speak with you, Cindy. Thank you so much for having me. So you are back home now, though. You're in, you, yes. live, you live in California and San Diego area? Uh, Los Angeles. Oh, Los Angeles. Wonderful. Well, it's a, that's a very musical city. It is. In some sense, we are actually overrun with music here. There are more concerts than one can attend. It's wonderful. Yeah, I grew up there, and it was it was so fun growing up in that musical area and seeing, you know, just being able to go to the concerts that you can go to there, right? Yes, I know. It's just a challenge because I like to support all of my friends in their concerts, and I often have to choose on the same night between songs. <laughs> it's terrible. Where did you grow up? Oh, um, I, we moved a lot. Um, I, I, was, I was born in France, but um, my father was recruited to work with NASA, and um, he worked in several locations in America, including New York and Alabama. Um, so we were moving for my father's work. We came from France to America for that. And then um, it's, it's difficult to say that I feel attached to a particular culture because I was raised in a multicultural household. My father is Greek and my mother is French. And um, just living in, in America always sort of gave me a root feeling that, that I would be comfortable in America, but I miss Europe when I'm not there, and when I'm in Europe, I, I still don't feel as though I'm, I'm quite settled either. There's not really a, a place that's home for me. I'm always wow. um, you're I'm always happy, but I'm, I'm always feeling there's some element of my life. You're a child quite... of the world, Danae. Danae. <laughs> um, but, you know, I love France, and I love Greek. I've been to Greece three times, but I love Greece, and I mean, the, especially the outer areas as well. But uh, in France, I've probably been to about eight or nine times. But I used to fantasize that I was going to move there. After the first or second time I'd been there, I'm going, I've got to live in France. I've got to live in France. Do you, yeah. When you go to France, do you go to Paris? No, actually. I have some very distant family and friends in Paris, but my family is in Bordeaux. That's where I was born, in oh. the southwest of France. They're really famous for their red wine. And um, outside of Bordeaux, I have a sister in Angers and a brother in Pierre, which is uh, a city on the coast near Nice. And can. I fly into Nice, but it's actually closer to maybe, let's say, Saint-Tropez, about 40 minutes drive from Saint-Tropez. Mm. And my mother is there also. So Beauti- I'm beautiful. I'm on, on the Côte d'Azur when I go, mm. and then such a beautiful place. My gosh, that's such a beautiful drive along the Riviera there. Yes, yes it is. Oh, I love it. And the cuisine. I mean, I love the cuisine down there because you get 
a little bit of that Mediterranean cuisine plus the French influence too, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. And then you even have some Spanish influence in, in the south of France. So you have um, a really interesting culinary influence. And, and what I think is so moving about French culture, as small as France is as a nation, it's smaller than the state of Texas, mm. for um, They produce so many cheeses, about 500 varieties of cheese in France. <laughs> so I, I think love the cheese that in France. alone can, can give an impression of how much oh. diversity there is in such a small geographic area. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you have a new album out called Solstice. And how many, which what number album is this one? Uh, well, it depends how you count. My first album was not specifically my compositions. Um, I was I was working on interpretation and collaborative effort with a German composer. So I sometimes don't count that one as one of my own because it wasn't completely my own composition. Um, but this is my third album of my own true compositions beginning to end. Um, the previous two albums were solo piano celebrations and commemoration with my first album of completely solo piano music. And last year I released trilogies. Solstice is different because it's piano and violin. I'm fortunate enough to have the, the friendship and the collaboration of Misha Leskovitz, who is an amazing first violin with the Los Angeles Symphonic. He's their most senior member. Wow. And, um, That's quite an we, honor. That's quite yes, an honor. Yeah. We, <laughs> we met in a, in a concert three or four years ago. Um, it was actually quite an embarrassing story, <laughs> but I'll tell you. Yes. Um, I was I was attending the premiere of one of my solo piano works, and um, it was the last piece performed before intermission. So when the pianist took intermission, um, the audience stood up, and many people approached me during intermission, having just heard my piece, and wanting to compliment me or speak with me about their writing. And um, I was approached by several people, including this man, whom I did not know, and um, he did not introduce himself. He just asked me some very, let's say, common questions about mm-hmm. my, my writing. And he posed one question in particular, which was, um, do you ever write for strings? And at the time, at that particular moment, I was passionate working on a piece for cello. And so I decided to spend the 10 minutes of intermission talking about my love for cello. Uh-huh. <laughs> and... I had no idea with whom I was speaking. Mm-hmm. So when I returned to my seat at the end of intermission, you know how it is, you're, you're always mid-conversation when these things have to be interrupted. So I never got his name, I didn't know anything about him, and, and we were just interrupted and, and returned to our seats. And the man behind me um, in the in the concert tapped me on the shoulder, and he was a, a, an acquaintance, and he said, oh, you know, it's, it's wonderful you were speaking with Michelle Eskovitz. Are you going to be writing for him? <laughs> and I said, I'm sorry, what, who? Um, and my, my friend said, you know, you should be really honored. He, this is a wonderful violinist. I hope he's going to ask you to, to compose for him. And I was absolutely mortified and I was so angry <laughs> with myself because I had been selfishly espousing my love of, of the passion of the moment, which was the cello. And I thought I had ruined an opportunity <laughs> to impress a, a violinist. Um, and so when the concert ended, I was, I was really lucky. Um, Misha came back to me. He gave me his business card. There he did tell me who he was. And he said he would be in touch. And, um, you know, you often hear those 
those words, ah, you know, we'll be in touch and then right. not much can come of it. But right. uh, indeed, the next day he emailed me and asked me specifically to work on, on a piece for him, um, which is featured on Solstice, actually. Um, it's the second track of the album, The Nocturne for Kellyn. Um, this was originally a very simple little piano solo work that I had written in honor of a, of a cat who had died. And um, he really loved that melody. So when he emailed me, he simply said, you know, I really adore this theme. Would you please arrange it for the violin and give us something to play together? Wow. So, what a great <laughs> that was story. The of this collaboration. Well, of course, people can, uh, you have a very nice website, I should mention. Thank um, you. Because people, I know on the radio, can they tune in and tune out? But they, I, I will mention it now. If they want to explore this, you have a lot of things they can actually delve into there on your website. And that, that website is? Yes, it's actually just my name. It's www.danaevelasse.com. D-A-N-A-E-V-L-A-S-S-E. And, yes. um, and, and the way it works is so interesting because... I know you um, are a fellow Grammy member, and um, yes. you can vote. So it's it's interesting on that always just when you submit to the Grammys because you never quite know exactly uh, what category it's going to go in, and and it's a rather there's a rather large selection of classical um, choices. Well, did you submit this under classical or what? What what submission was it? Yes, I did. I submitted it under classical in the small ensemble and chamber music category. Mm-hmm. Um, they no longer have a, a category specifically for duos, which is truly a shame. I don't know when that fell, but I think it was a couple of years ago that the Grammy category dropped the the duo um, possibility, and that's been regrouped so that now the only option for uh, a non-soloist is to submit to small ensemble. And mm. The challenge there is that while it's, of course, it is qualifying as chamber music, um, for us as a duo, it's quite challenging to compete with what the Grammy committee allows under those uh, rulings. It's up to 25 performers. So, you know, Misha and I are a simple duo and potentially mm-hmm. up against a small chamber orchestra or a choir. And it's very difficult to compare these. I feel they're different genres. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even aware of that too, and 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 it's interesting because um, your music is is it speaks like almost new age music to me. <laughs> I know it's oh, true. good. <laughs> well, and and even on your your page, you mention how it does connect with the soul, and I always think of um, spiritual music or new age music, which I get, I'm getting to. I think I've outgrown the term new age, but but. Spiritual music or inspiring music, to me, um, is something that lifts you. And, and any good music should really um, talk to your soul, in my opinion. And I Thank think you. that's a lot of what you um, achieve on your music. Yes, I'm so touched that that's how you feel my music, because it's exactly what I seek in my life. And so, yes, I'm always um, pursuing three concepts in my, in my musical pursuit. Um, I'm, I'm always, of course, I, I begin with the concept of beauty. I'm always looking for something beautiful, something immediately appealing to the listener. Um, so ultimately, I'm, I'm sharing my perspective on what I find beautiful. The second element I look for is truth. And that's not necessarily a great, grand metaphysical concept. This is more my own personal view of what constitutes truth and honesty in my own experience. 
Um, and then the third element I always speak is elevation. I feel that I have a duty to offer some degree of, of elevation and epiphany and growth to a listener. And um, I'm really touched that you said that about my music because that's exactly what I'm seeking. Well, and you've found and been able to work with some wonderful other people, including um, some artists from France and Spain and other areas. And, and when you do that, do you do you try to, I mean, these days you can really do anything by the computer, or do you try to do your part in the same area or meet with them, or is it sometimes just done um, by you doing your track and then they do their track where they are? If possible, we meet. Um, so that would be the sort of event that you organize um, when you're nearby each other. So when I'm in France, it's not the same time. Um, but otherwise, you're right. Everything can be done via the Internet and um, phone calls and online chats and um, a lot of emailing, a lot of back and forth. But what's really beautiful is the artists I've collaborated with have had a very natural approach to the interpretation of my music. Or we have already shared, let's say, a, a creative aesthetic that makes it really easy to understand what the other person desires because typically they want the same thing. So I've found my collaboration to be both easy and extremely fulfilling. Which is a, a beautiful gift. When you're in France, I mean, that area you're in is beautiful. You say you like to be inspired or elevated. Don't you find that different areas, I mean, just like artists are inspired by different areas and the light when they paint. Yes. Do you find yes. that there's an energy that's different in different areas where, when you're living in different areas? Yes, there is. There is. Although I must add that when I'm in France, I'm on holiday. So mm -hmm. <laughs> wherever you are on holiday, just a bit more magical than anywhere else mm -hmm. um, because you're really relaxed and in the mental state to appreciate everything fully. Um, but yes, I agree with you. There are different energies and places and I think that um, it can play an enormous part in your mental state and working. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would certainly encourage everyone, not just artists, I would encourage people to travel and to experience their own, um, I think their own sense of who they are through what is foreign to them. Mm -hmm. I think we uncover ourselves best through what surprises us or what delights us or what shocks us. Um, because then we find out the root of, of the foundations that we take for granted in, in ourselves and in, in our culture. Now, are you teaching when you're in France? Are you are you teaching um, children or adults, or are you doing that there as well? When I'm in France, I'm on holiday. I'm not mm -hmm. teaching. Um, I might compose if I happen upon a piano, um, and I have a few hours I can spend there, then I will spend as much as I can. I, I will spend time composing, because I'm there primarily to see my family and to disconnect from um, the intensity of my life otherwise. Oh, how nice. That's wonderful. <laughs> and so when you're in France, how long do you spend it? I know you were there for a, over a month six this weeks. last yeah, six I weeks. Was there six weeks. Oh, yes. how perfect. How wonderful. I, I try to go at least a month. Oh, month. that's the way to do it, isn't it? Yeah. And what yeah, are. Well, what is some like it's so brutal? Oh, <laughs> you're kidding! Oh, you, I, I would. I'm amazed <laughs> that you, you, you aren't used to that by now. It's interesting. Oh no, no, it's always really difficult for me. Uh, coming back towards America, traveling mm -hmm. west is much easier. I agree. Um, but yep. going east is extremely difficult. Yeah, I remember. I'd planned I was going to on a trip to Paris, and 
It was right like a couple of days before Easter, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. And and I I had um, I had plans, you know. I wanted to go to that beautiful opera house, and yeah. I had tickets to go to to an opera there. And it was the day I had landed, you know, six in the morning from from Maui. It's a long flight. It's about oh. twenty two hours. And I'm sitting yeah. there, you know, and they were they're expensive. I love the, the opera house; is so beautiful in Paris. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, and I'm literally falling asleep, and I'm doing everything to try to keep my eyes open. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I want to experience this, but I'm so tired, and my eyes would just keep shutting. It's like I think I slept through half of it. Oh, you know, what a shame! <laughs> I know, I know. It's like I, I get that, you know. Um, do you find uh, do you find that the um, audiences are a little different? Do you get to play ever in concert at any of these trips you do? No, I make a point to to be completely disconnected. Wow, good there. for you, good so, for you. Um, but I will say audiences are different because I have attended concerts in France um, as an audience member, and the, I also think that in my conversations with people in France, the, the French population has much more musical education mm-hmm. than, than many others or yeah. many other nations um, and so I think that because French culture really prizes the arts and the value of, of a very well-rounded creative education most people have some experience either musically or um, artistically um, or in a literary sense people have a lot of cultural experience they bring to their music listening. So as audience members, they relate to the music in a very profound way that, mm. you know, I almost never meet anyone in France who says, oh, I don't know anything about classical, because that's not true. Mm-hmm. People in France do appreciate it, and perhaps because they're so surrounded by history, mm-hmm. a sense of relationship to the past is deeply imbued in people. Yeah, and I think so, that a lot of the churches um, perform classical music for free, and there's maybe other, you know, even the museums in some places seem to have um, right. more access to people to be able to see it. I remember even being in Prague one time in one of the churches, and, I mean, there was this fantastic concert right there in one mm-hmm. of the beautiful old churches in, in Prague, and it was, you know, just that's packed full, you know. You can do this. In fact, some places I've been in Europe, you just go in at, at noon, and they, they'll have, a you know, a an organ concert or something going on for free, you know. And so I agree. I think there's more access to people around that in, in Europe that I see, you know. Um, but I'm glad to see that in L.A., you know, there's certainly that symphony is wonderful and there are people who appreciate it. And it's great that you could connect with the first violinist and have him play with you because, <laughs> I mean, that's a, quite an honor because that their symphony in L.A. is, is world-recognized as an excellent uh, orchestra. The LA Philharmonic is extraordinary, and I never grow tired of, of attending and watching Gustavo Duhamel conduct. One of the wonderful things about the Los Angeles Philharmonic is their performance venue at Walt Disney Concert Hall mm. is one of those rare venues in which the audience can surround the stage. Mm. Um, so it depends on the concert because mm. they have um, they have an organ loft, and underneath they have. Um, risers, which are destined for a choir, but if a choir is not part of the performance, then those seats become available as as audience. Wow, interesting. Yes, should you desire, you can actually sit in what would be an opera, a a vocalist seat, and um, 
pretend to be a member of the orchestra or a member of the choir, it doesn't give the best sound in the sense that if you're too close to the percussion, you get a lot of percussion <laughs> and the balance is a little off. But it's... the enormous advantage is that you can literally see the notes on the scores of the orchestra members transcript. And you are in direct face-to-face with the conductor. Wow. You have an entirely different experience of the concert. I'm sure you would. I never had heard that before. And, and what do you ask for if you want to get those seats? Oh, they can be selected. When you buy them online, um, you just select the seats that are behind the, the stage. And, wow. Um, or if you call the box office or do it in person. Wow, I, I would for. love that. I would. I, that could be a very unique experience, right? Yeah, I recommend it. Although, again, it's not absolutely the best balance of sound, depending what you're seeing. If you're, for right. example, if you're going to see a concerto, then remember that the soloist is going to be directing the sound away from you mm-hmm. towards the majority of the hall. Mm-hmm. And you've got a massive orchestra between you and the soloist. You're more likely to hear the orchestra and the balance of the soloist and not the ideal. But wow. if you're going to hear um, maybe a huge Mahler concert, for example, um, that's just orchestra, you could get an amazing visceral experience practically from within the seating with the orchestra. Wonderful. Well, when you are teaching in the the, uh, Sa- the Los Angeles area, now you do offer cl- piano classes. Yes. And are you going to perform with this wonderful violinist? And Are you going to be performing with him um, any of the pieces anywhere in L.A.? All that has actually already been done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's some possibility in February or March that there will be another performance of the repertoire from this concert, um, but I don't have a confirmation yet for that, and, mm-hmm. and that's Misha organizing all these things. So um, I don't know how to answer that question at this point. Well, we'll we can find out by staying in touch with your website. Yeah. And that's dot com, correct? Well, I think it's wonderful, and I, I think you have a very interesting life to be able to see the world as a world citizen from knowing France and knowing L.A. and knowing Greece and, and being able to spend time and know everyone when you decide to take off and go to different places. I think it's just, I think it's fantastic. I would love to have that opportunity. Not a lot of people can do that, and I think it's great that you can. I'm very grateful. I, I do understand that my life is exceptionally blessed. <laughs> it is indeed. It is indeed. Yeah. Well, I feel really grateful to know you and have found out about you. And it, and uh, you know, one of these uh, one of these award ceremonies, I might catch up and to meet you in person. <laughs> I look forward to that immensely. Are you attending the HMMAs in November? Uh, maybe, and then also uh, I know I'm for sure I'm going to the Grammys and in, in February. Oh yes, well, so, perhaps we'll see each yeah. other there then. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Well, yeah. well, thank you for taking the time to talk today, and we'll be in touch, and hopefully, we'll get to meet, and people can check out your beautiful music, very inspiring, oh. lovely music, and and congratulations on getting it done and and achieving the the level that you've achieved. Oh, thank you so much. It's so kind of you to support me, Cindy, and um, absolutely a delight to know you. You too. A big aloha. <laughs> bye bye. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye bye. Bye.